the gaming industry at a time like when we grew up and and even past that was such a um non-mainstream thing that we thought of it as this like precious thing and it's like it's just it's just not right it's not sacred it's not special it's not different than any other industry right like again systemic problems um we're just now you know with with the voices that have said something are, are now having to deal with that right we're no we're no different than corporate america we're no different than any any other industry that has already dealt with these problems publicly Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, episode 256, and we have uh, kind of a very in-depth special episode for you here tonight. We're going to kind of avoid some of the uh, the daily catch-up that you guys probably like and address some very, very massive situations and issues happening in the gaming industry. Uh, first off, I am Trip Zero. Down below me, we've got Felix Hergood. Hey, what's up? We've got Lock and Key. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And we've got Neo Ayoshi. How you doing? Squad is all here, guys. How are you? It's been a it's been a fucking roller coaster of a week. Hell of a week. What a week! I can't been, believe it. It's been nuts, man. If you guys do not know, uh, listening out there, starting late Friday, early Saturday, a massive wave of sexual harassment and abuse allegations went out throughout the entire gaming space, starting right in our backyard, specifically with the Destiny Two community. And it has snowballed uh, because of those individuals that came out into this massive, massive wave of potentially industry changing actions and behavior. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start. I think um, hopefully is the word you're looking for there. Hopefully. Right. Right. I I put one of those qualifiers in there that potentially, (laughs) hopefully, definitely, hopefully. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to unpack kind of the first, the the start of this and then um, kind of summarize where it went from there um, and then have a discussion around it. Right. Um, As, as Trip mentioned, like this is, if, if you look into this, if you have not, if, if you have not read any articles, if you've not seen it on your Twitter feeds or social media feeds, this is, this is like dozens and dozens and dozens of accusations from different streamers uh, people within the industry different gaming companies different platforms um so this isn't something that we can go piece by piece and discuss um but we will be able to kind of summarize in, in the best way that we can to, to kind of shine a light on what has come out um in less than a week or a week's time right um it's it's been it's been pretty crazy to see um, all of this kind of unfolding, especially to your point trip, it kind of happened in our own backyard of, of the destiny Two community is kind of where it, where it stemmed from. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, it's, it's, it's wild because, um, usually this news, it finds you, you know, somehow, obviously when news gets this big, essentially it snowballs and then finds you, you can't help but avoid it. But when you follow all these people, when you've met these people, when mm-hmm. you play with these people, you, you see the conversations happening in the moment. And then it, you know, it really, really hits home that this is a, a big fucking thing happening and yeah. it's wild. Yeah. it's it's crazy i was i checked twitter every night in bed before I, before i closed my eyes and this literally was happening live as i was checking my twitter feed exactly that night. um and and seeing the conversation starting to unfold 
um, and then coming to our own discord and, and c- continuing the conversation there from what we were seeing and, and having a dialogue there. You know, this is at like midnight, 11, 8, 11 p.m. midnight um, exactly. that night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, it started with Destiny 2. So I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Trip, so you can kind of um, go through the, the beginning timeline here. Um, yeah, kind of I mean, there. Uh, it really started. This was, like you said, it was Friday night. And a, uh, a streamer by the name of, she goes by uh, Dr. Jules. That's how you would say her, uh, her Twitter handle. Jules Verne is what her name is on Twitter. Um, she's someone who, who is in all of these streamer circles, hangs out with you know, everyone that you would imagine from Destiny, including uh, Dr. Lupo, who has now ascended to, you know, before Mixer Collapse, which we'll get to for sure, ascended to probably like the top uh, Twitch spot or one of the top Twitch spots for sure mm-hmm. in terms of broadcasters. Um, she tweeted... Uh, along the lines of like, hey, like there was a time I went to like a community event and then there was a big streamer who got following me and harassing me and put his hand on my leg the whole time. And oh, by the way, his name was Lono. And in the Destiny 2 community, Lono is the first name of uh, Say No to Rage, who is uh, a Destiny 2 broadcaster. He hosts podcasts weekly about the game. He hosts podcasts daily about the game, actually, on his own stream. Um, and he's just been someone who's always, always been around the uh the scene and after uh jules verne posted her her tweet about this essentially uh people were in the replies saying oh my god this happened to me this happened to me too namely she snaps and 55 another uh two other prominent uh women in the destiny 2 community that's that's gonna be yeah no i'm sorry sorry. uh that's gonna be like a really weird thing to experience when somebody like talks about their experience and then all of a sudden the, the room goes oh wait you also like you right. too with this right. and that has to be like a really weird moment to experience i mean it's um, literally why the hashtag me too started a couple right. years back because it's 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 literally that unfortunate realization that everyone is having this experience mm-hmm. and uh she snaps wrote up a a medium post detailing uh in great detail one essentially one trip out to Bungie when Bungie had a lot of creators over out to their studio to gain feedback, to, you know, check the status of the game, you know, kind of plan for the future and the events that happened around that when all the broadcasters were kind of just hanging out after that stuff was done. Um, it's, a, it's none of these reads are, are easy to read. Right. I read all, I read all of snapses. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all uncomfortable. It's, um, it's eye opening and it almost reads like a suspense horror novel it's in some i mean ways. And yeah and this yeah. is this is people's real lives where this stuff happens mm-hmm. to and it really detailed just like a uh at least in from lono's it seen from his perspective um a very dismissive attitude towards his behavior and how he was treating uh she snaps um not that this should factor into his behavior at all but the man's married the man has children. Oh, so oh, no, that's that's context. I didn't get. Yeah, I didn't. That wasn't in the store. With <laughs> oh, you didn't, Where's that context? Know, well, I mean, I mean, it's not going to be. It's not going to be in the articles, or she's not going to say that. But if you if you've seen his streams, he is a married man with children. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's not. It's not. Some, it's not something that's that's. Um, you know, a, a secret. I mean, it, it hasn't been a part of the conversation from her perspective because it doesn't. It doesn't make a difference, right? No, no. Um, for, from her, yeah, from her not, perspective, right? As the story. No, that no, she's no. Trying it, to tell. I'm not saying but, that um, there's having more context. I'm not saying having more context makes it makes it any less lecherous. I mean, it's still it, it, hard, honestly, it, it makes it even more shitty if that's possible. Kind no, of. Well, no, yeah. I mean, no, that's you the know, point the, I'm making. The, I'm saying it's lecherous right. either way. But the the, the yeah. when you add that context in. 
if I'm in his shoes. In other, okay. So <laughs> I'm glad we're bringing this up because I read that and I go, uh-huh. wow. Because immediately I'm going to put myself in his shoes to see if I ever made that mistake. And then I'm sitting here going, wow, could I have made this mistake? But I would never make that mistake if I was married to somebody, if I had committed myself to somebody. I've never made that mistake in my current committed relationship. But putting that into context puts, you know, it gives me more perspective uh, on, and, my, on myself in reading. It, sure. You're, you're, you're thinking from the perspective of why are you even anywhere near this type of situation? If you're, if you're in a committed relationship, children, I would say it's a good thing to be like, to kind of like self-reflect, like you said, you were Felix. It's almost good to be like, well, I hope I sure hope I did not ever make someone feel this way or right. put someone in that position. And that's definitely a good self realization thing for anyone to have. Honestly, Dude, I think I think it's very important. I think the takeaway for for all of us, right? Like we're an all male podcast, so we can only speak to this from 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 one perspective. But um, I think something that we all need to commit to as as males and then as members of this industry is we need to do a self inventory, right? Like you need to be honest with yourself and, and your past actions um, because the the things that we're talking about are not this isn't this is systemic, right? I mean, we're we're coming off of the heels of of with protests still happening for black lives matter, we're talking about systemic problems, right? Um, so these are things that, that we're, we're discussing now that are coming to light that have always existed and will continue to exist. And I think trip mentioned this in some of our private conversations and through our discord, which is like the only way this changes is if our behavior changes like immediately and it changes in our personal lives right it's not like our our twitch identity needs to change to support this like if our individual behaviors if the children we're raising if all of these things don't change then systemically it, it's not it's going to change system, yeah. Yeah. it has to be yeah, a, a culture, right? a culture um, within you and within your community yourself I'm, and i'm not talking about your gaming community your your whatever your work community like you and your friends and yourself you know, because mm-hmm. I know, and I've been this person too, where I've seen something happen and you just, you let it go because it was the culture, you right. know, and it might not even yep. hit you as something that's as serious as someone else affected by it, but that needs to change. That's the lens that you need to be looking at things through and you need to be calling it out to people in your life that exhibit those behaviors. Um, because that, like you said, Locke, is the way that it changes. The way that it changes is owning it and being active with getting people in your life to be better in every moment. Really? Yeah. I, I think like, um, before we kind of continue with, with the events, I, I think what this makes me think about is, is like, there's definitely things that I've seen through the course of my life, not actions that I've taken, but things that I've witnessed that I didn't at the time have the the courage or things to probably say something against, you know, I wouldn't even call them friends, but, but people that I associated with in high school and probably in college. Right. But I think that comes with, maturity and with age you you are able to speak out against those things but what we need to get better with as a society is how we empower youth realistically to be able to 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 stand up against those things right yeah because all of these behaviors happen during those times too right it's not just this however old this man is that has a wife and a child, right? These, these are problems that happen, you know, and we'll get to some other stuff in the destiny community as well that happened yep. for with teenagers. Right. So um, it, it's, it's, it's a widespread problem. Um, yeah. And the problem but, also with it is that everyone is so not everyone, but a, a vast majority of people in the streaming community, they're all young. 
you know, mm-hmm. like we're either right before or right after 30, roughly to put our, our mm-hmm. podcast. Um, there were people that, that Thanks, had guys. same money culture, uh, who were, you know, late teens, early twenties when destiny right. came out, you know, maybe even like, like 12, 13. Right. right. And so at that point, you're a teenager, you have fame, attention, money, and you're going to act like a teenager based on the culture that you're raised in. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to like changing the culture conversation, but uh, those behaviors, especially when you have a spotlight on you, are not great. And that's a lot of what's been called out right now. And it wasn't ever a situation where someone was apologizing or changing their past behavior. They just continued it because of the, the position they had, the power they had, and the fact that it was the norm. Yeah. So um, speaking of what you were saying, unless you wanted to kind of cap any of that out, um, we'll go into, no. we'll go into that specific situation. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think like reading through the, the, um, the snap stuff, like it, it was, it was really hard, right? Like I've followed her for, for a long time. I've watched a lot of her streams um, starting back to like when I think she rated Felix, like she's, She's been. She did do like, that. She did do that. Right? Wow. She, she she doesn't really know us. Know us, but like she's she's uh, familiar with she, our she community, Trevor. right? She met I met Trevor. her. Uh, yeah, yeah I know. I met her at a, a TwitchCon, and I told her about the Felix raid, and she literally was like, "Oh my god, he was a nut job!" Like in a like a nice way, like, "Oh my god, he was crazy," right. you know. Or right, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, it's, you know, she's been someone that I followed for for a long time, yeah. right? And and she's someone that is so thoughtful and so mindful and so open and welcoming to her own community and the things that she tries to do for for her own content, right? Her content now is um, is specifically mindfulness and like yeah. meditation and communication yep. and and she'll sit there on stream and kind of like get everyone together and literally meditate sometimes, just have you know open conversations and. And yeah. she's gotten really, really good opportunities, like even public speaking about, you know, mindfulness, centering yourself and calm and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of where she's taking her her content. Right. And, and you know, I think she kind of says that some of that was a catalyst because of these tragic events that she was a part of kind of probably shifted her towards this focus. But it, it, it was shocking. And then it was hurtful to read that. Right. Um, only because like for, for her specifically, because that was probably the streamer that I was the closest to, right? Like some of these other women that were affected, like it's, it's disgraceful, but it didn't feel the same for me personally because I didn't watch them or I don't follow them on Twitter. I don't engage them on Twitter. I don't, you know, um, so seeing her, seeing that long post was, yeah, exactly. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Um, you know, it was, it was like watching a close friend, um, get hurt versus just, you know, witnessing, you know, a stranger, um, have the same result. Um, but yeah, but but you can, you can go further with it trip. If you want to kind of go through the the only thing around that specific event with, uh, with she snaps posting about, uh, about Lono, he, he sent a video out on Twitter kind of addressing it or applying to it, which I didn't get a chance to see because he took it down really soon after. Apparently, oh, it was incredibly he insincere yes. and just so, you know, yeah. bullshitty oh. and not really taking ownership and blaming other people, which is the tactic of a lot of abusers out there. It's kind of their response. His, his the, wife is sitting next else. to him in the video, oh my um, God. Yeah. like, and she's just looking at him, like just staring at him as he right. reads off of this piece of paper. Um, there's mirrors of it. You could easily find it. People saved yeah. that, so, saved it fucking immediately before he deleted it. So it's still <laughs> put out another. Uh, another reply video. Uh, this one I think is on YouTube and still there, um, which is, you know, apparently more 
sincere might be the word to use again i haven't watched that one either i just really have no desire to to hear what they say but uh, no for, for him yeah for him i don't really have yeah. the desire um because be it's pretty obvious that that this is a pattern you know and uh what's also interesting is people in like prominent destiny streamers king of Thalion, professor broman people that organize you know uh Guardian Community Convention, which turned to Guardian Con, which is now GCX, which has literally this week raised six million dollars for St. Jude. They knew about this because she snaps and and Jules Verne and, and Liz would come to them and be like, guys, Lono can't be here. Like he is like abusive towards us and he will not get the message. And they would revoke his creator credentials to be in the show, and he would steal badges to be in like private restricted areas at these conventions and these events. <laughs> so they didn't oh, run out publicly God. because, you know, again, she snaps and people would say, we don't want you to, we're not ready. Um, like, you know, we don't know how to handle this, but this is our fight, you know, but we just want to let you know because he's going to be here and he can't be around these people. And so they would go, okay, cool. We get it. We're not going to speak out about this, but here's what we'll do. And they did all these things. Um, and he still found a way to be in there. And then when people attack them saying like, well, you knew all this time, like, you know, where, where was the action? They go, well, here's everything that we did. Here's what they asked us to do. You know, we've known for a long time and that's why he wasn't like a major prominent member because specifically Broman and Goth got together early on and made a pact to get everyone partnered who played destiny back in the day. Like they, they were in the communities. They, they put together positive people and rated and hosted. And it was their goal to build that actual directory. So they knew everybody in there. And there was a reason you didn't really see Lono as part of that squad or as tight knit as everyone else. It's because they knew everyone knew his behavior. Well, the, the other thing is, is he tried to, for his own community, spin this like that they were trying to hold him back from being a destiny creator. Right. Exactly. Right. So like, if, so his, one of his mods, one of his, uh, like long-term mods came out and made a tweet essentially saying like, I can't believe like I fell for this for four or five years. Yeah. Um, But essentially he would tell his closest group of friends and moderators that like these guys are, they have it after me. They don't like me for whatever reason he would say like, Oh, I'm becoming too popular or whatever that they had, they had it out for him. Um, And these people believed him for, for that. Right. And then all of this comes out and, you know, bro man and and goth are saying, Hey, like it wasn't our story to tell. We did the best that we could to support them until they were ready to share. And and here's, and here's all of it. Right. Um, um, So it's, yeah, it's to see the length that he went to continue to get near them, to continue to harass them is, is uh frightening quite honestly um, it's pretty predatory so it, <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, yeah. if i sound like i'm saying this to people who are watching as well if i sound like i'm laughing i'm not laughing because i think that's entertaining i'm laughing because it's super uncomfortable for me <laughs> yeah he doesn't he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to process i don't i don't know how to process yeah. so you guys need to understand yeah. that i'm not i'm not irreverent to what we're talking about i'm just mm-hmm. like yeah um and then i I live in a goddamn bubble i'm telling you it's wild man (laughs) that's your privilege bro yeah it's my that's your privilege Um, it's my privilege so on the on the heels of this especially being in the destiny community um an ex-girlfriend of lumi goes by luminosity tweeted herself about um their relationship how abusive it was but that wasn't really the point of the whole article the point was that not only herself and other 
not only herself but other girlfriends women that were you know the people in their clan bsk were talking to would send nudes to these people these streamers in the clans and then their clan had a discord server where they would share all the nudes of all the women that were sent to them with each other they essentially get a nude right. post a picture and that was their little fucking club in there and, the, and i think i think it's it's important to note that um these the the pictures that they were getting was from pretending to be their boyfriend pretending to be close to them um like the the story that was told for lumi that dropped was that he actually had a irl girlfriend the entire time that he was was talking to this girl over and the internet just manipulating these these correct you know leveraging leveraging his because okay so it's important from the timeline perspective that like the things that we're talking about with she snaps happened during d2 right during destiny 2 this stuff that came out about the bsk clan bomb squad kittens and um these uh crucible player uh, the pvp guys all happened during d1 right so the like this story that we're talking about all happened during d1 so years and years and years ago so this goes back to something that we were talking about earlier where lumi luminosity caught got he became instantly famous for his skill set in, in destiny pvp he was a teenager right and and he fell into this extremely toxic and inappropriate behavior right so then this was a private discord that they had of members um and they would essentially just it was like a ring of 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 uh nude photographs that they would they would get from girls all over the internet by pretending to be their you know that, boyfriend. that is insanely messed up uh-huh. um so there so then that became a thing of many many stories coming out about that and then some different members of of bsk um the and this is on the heels right of luminosity tweeting to she snaps and tweeting to these people that were um that were talking about say no to rage saying i support you i support women i support your voice we're listening like all of this positive reinforcement right throwing all this out there tweet after tweet after tweet and then 24 48 hours later i don't know the exact timeline this comes out about himself right um wait and were these these girls uh underage they would have been at the time um i think some of them were yeah i think some of them were um damn but I don't know for certain. Like I was trying to follow some of these threads as it was unfolding, and there were some claims made about some other streamers that turned out to be untrue. Um, but during that time, there were claims of some of these girls being underage. Um, Wait, I missed something. Was which, he was he doxxed by himself or by a victim? Say that again. Was he after he? How, settled, how was he exposed? How was he, how was he exposed? How was who exposed? Luminosity. Mm-hmm. He was t- a, a victim tweeted out. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, so so this is the snowball that we're talking about, right? Like we go from say no to rage, right, inside the Destiny community, and then then the Destiny community starts imploding, right? Before we get to some of the other industry stuff, the Destiny community starts imploding, going from say no to rage to the PvP clan BSK, um, and this is still within twenty four to forty eight hours. Like we're we're only on to like Saturday night at this point, um, where where these claims are now being made. Um, the BSK clan is then um, outed. Some other members are outed for making racial slurs. There's some members outed for doxing. Um, 
there's, uh, I don't, you guys probably wouldn't be familiar with this. I know trip is, is, uh, during one of the world's first raids, um, goth broman, their whole crew normally participates in the world's first raid. Uh, what raid was it trip that they got? Um, uh, do you remember? Was it's it not Wrath? really that important, but it might've been wrath. So for one wrath. of the raids, so for yeah. one of the raids, it's right when we switched to steam or right when we switched, was it right when we switched to steam? Oh, if we switched to steam, then it was, um, like garden. No, maybe no, it wasn't. It maybe it was, it couldn't have been steam. Maybe it was when we first went to Bnet. I don't, it, there was a slash when the slash join feature happened, which it must've been the first raid on PC. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, that would have been a uh, last wish. Um, last wish. That was last they, wish. Okay, maybe it was. Um, their their party wasn't private, so some random person joins their stream, and then after that ro- ro- random person joins their party in their stream, they all started getting hit offline, um, and they were hit offline for a while. Like they were essentially not able to participate in the world's first raid for for hours. Um, and this clan that took credit for that um, DDoS attack was this this group of people called Orange Justice. Orange Justice ended up having ties with this BSK clan, um, and it came out and unfolded that these these BSK members were afraid of the Orange Justice clan, um, so they essentially turned a blind eye to everything that was happening around them and befriended these guys because they were, quotes, afraid for their own streams, their own platforms, um, because these guys essentially went and were doxing people, were DDoSing people, um were essentially causing nightmares for, for the community. Um, and, uh, some other prominent figures like gigs was affected by this. Um, you know, well, many, uh, many sorry, other members just to touch on orange justice, according to the Paul Tassi article that we have, um, mm-hmm. he wrote a, that, that orange justice also targeted black streamers with racial, with like racial attacks. I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't read the full Paul Tassi article, but I believe his writing. Um, so it's, you know, these, these were kids and it doesn't excuse their behavior. Nope. Um, but all of their, like a lot of the prominent PVP players are, have now been outed for some type of inappropriate behavior. Like the top 1% of the destiny PVP community has all been outed for some type of, of inappropriate behavior, whether it be this cir- ring circle, you know, the circle of, of nudes, um, doxing, DDoSing, racial slurs. I mean, like there were, there were sponsorships dropping left and right on Twitter. There were orgs dropping them left and right on Twitter. I think three of them have deleted their Twitter accounts and deleted their Twitch channels. Um, and these are people with like, like tens of thousands of followers, right? It's not like just some random kid like these are these are prominent figures within the destiny pvp community that have all just at this point disappeared um because all of this was outed and unfolded and again what's really really important is these same people 24 hours before were tweeting out we stand with you she snaps we 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 believe you we hear you um we're here to support you um, but then don't have the ability to take the self inventory to say, this is the toxic shit that I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I might not have like inappropriately touched somebody, but it doesn't, it, it, it's not, it's not far off. Right. Um, yeah. You're still engaging in behavior that is not, a, not acceptable. Correct. Like correct. And, right. Right. Um, 
And yeah, also, so it, and it's, it's, all of this was done post their careers as streamers starting, right? This is stuff that happened when they gained... When they had popularity, when they had power, correct. When they had power, mm-hmm. when they gained right. following, right. and then they had influence, and as we've yeah. seen in the last three years, when um, certain men get power, they become monsters. Yeah. And these are these are like some of them like I've I've followed and I've spent a lot of time watching, right? Like you know me as a PvP player, like I've spent more time in some of these guys' channels than I have watching Broman or Goth, right? Um, just because that's the content that I like to watch. Um, like Lumi, I've watched Lumi since D one, since twenty fifteen. I've been watching Luminosity stream, um, and then you know you find out within a matter of moments that the dude's a fucking dirtbag. It's like all right, well, fuck him, right? <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> I, it's, it's just it's, it's real quick it's crazy right it's just you know it, it's hard and you know i don't know this person right like all i see is what they show me on a twitch channel but it's still it's still shocking to hear that news and, and to see it unfold and to, to to realize that you supported this person no right? when you're a live streamer like the people the people that watch you you're you're their tv you know and you got to think of the consequences to go into misbehaving as that personality, you know, mm-hmm. you, 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 uh, you represent a platform. You, yeah. Well, that's the hard part about being young when this happens. It's right, hard right, right. to realize that, you know, it's easy for us, but when you're 14 years old, like you're not thinking like, wow, I have a really big following and I can affect a lot of opinion with my voice. Let me make sure I say the right thing. Right. It's yeah, like you, you're right. You know, 750, not you know what you're going to do on stream that day. Yeah, and and I think this this comes back to like the systemic problems, right? Like, yeah. what what is what is the mindset of a, a 14, 15, 16 year old male, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not great or right or correct. It just it's unfortunately what we've all been raised to kind of accept, and that's what needs correct. to change really at the uh, at the heart of the thing. Correct. So where do we go? Where do we go from here? Like after the BSK stuff, after BSK, well, going, going through the uh, Paul Tassi article that actually lists everything we're talking about. I'm seeing a name in here that of someone I actually know, which is insane. Um, Someone I met at Comic-Con a few years ago. He was a part of the kind of funny community, uh, friends of like Greg Miller and all them. Uh, Sean Pitts, who got hired by IGN was also accused of abusive behavior. It seems Um, I have a picture with this guy. Like I met him mm. and apparently is this, yeah, yeah, is this, an abuser abuser. Is this the, is this him as a boss and him and no. another person or is this something else? Cause I know IGN's he, he apparently, unfolding. Yeah. Which I have, well, I'll cite those later. I have those listed. Um, I have those on, in a tab, but uh, no, he was just uh, he was hired as like an editor as like a writer. Um, and he, and according to people who I've spoken with, um, he's been, kind of like working his way up the industry trying to like you know sh- you know schmooze his way in and apparently according to somebody named kylie woomer who was a uh, former of uh of ign uh she filed a complaint about sean pitts before he left the industry because she couldn't deal with the knowledge of his abusive and shady behavior some of which she experienced most of which she happened uh which she watched happen to people in real time and apparently she finished his this this post with it was kind of funny's open secret this is insane. Mm. Um, but I did listen to kind of funny release their podcast that their version of the podcast we're doing right now yesterday. Um, they brought him up 
and they actually did address uh, their relationship with Sean Pitts, and I believe they are not associated with him anymore. So uh, that is that is what they said. Good. Mm. But that's that's it. Yeah, there's and she actually this tweet actually goes on to um, detail everything that that she has. I haven't read it. Bef- I didn't. I didn't. I just saw this just now. So. I'm not going to read the whole thing for you guys, but that is kind of insane that I met this guy like in 2015 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, I think the, another hard thing for us to kind of wrap our, our, our heads around is, is like the gaming industry at a time, like when we grew up and, and even past that was such a, um, non mainstream thing that we thought of it as this like precious, thing and it's like it's just it's just not right it's not sacred it's not special it's not different than any other industry right like again systemic problems um we're just now you know with with the voices that have said something are are now having to deal with that right we're no we're no different than corporate america we're no different than any any other industry that has already dealt with these problems publicly um, may have not changed anything, right? But have at least publicly admitted that they're problems. Um, it's just now af- affecting an industry that we're super close to. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to to think about it like it didn't actually exist um, is it, hard, right? Because like we we go in day and we week over week and we talk about the things that we love about gaming, but all of these things have been happening week over week over week over years, right? Um, so when you hear about people that you've met at cons or, or you've listened to on podcasts or you followed or you've retweeted or whatever, you know, whatever point it's touched you individually, um, it's kind of hard to, to kind of um, think about um, because we just haven't faced it. We haven't come to realization that, you know, it's, it's a problem that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do we where are we at next because we're only yeah. like 48 we're only like 48 yeah. hours into this unfolding yeah. and we have like a lot of other shit to have yeah 36 we're still sitting i think saturday night when all this is kind of spinning out of control and at this point other people in other industries are kind of not industries i'm sorry other people in other circles of gaming are putting their own stories out there because of the women coming forward about theirs and all the support they've got and all the attention they're receiving um and a a broadcaster by the name of jesse quill puts together a Twitter thread that she mm-hmm. keeps adding to. She adds I remember seeing it. Yeah. Name, uh, a link to the uh, to the post detailing the account, whatever the accusation was, and she would just add link after link after link after link. I think it's got up to like 70 something people mm-hmm. in this in this post. And I was going through it Saturday night and and I saw a name on there that I was, you know, I mean all these names of course are shocking, but then you see Omid Dariani. And Omid Dariani uh, at this point was the CEO of OPG online performers group. One of the first and still probably only to their size management companies for online broadcasters. You know, we think of like TV and film and um, even theater management companies are the standard, right? You have an agent, they book you, they get you work. OPG did this for streamers. Omid was an ex Sony executive who decided to kind of start his own business. Uh, I watched Omid on Twitter talk about business things. Again, King Athalian, Professor Broman, they were all, they were all OPG clients. They kind of like gained um, attention because of how, how much they've done for their streams and right. their online work. Um, 
So this organization was essentially like the ground floor of like 1950s advertising firms, right? Yeah, like absolutely. there's no one else at this size, right? This is like yeah. Mad Men era fucking organization, right? Yeah. Like no one else is doing what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and again, here, here's fucking male ego. One Oh fucking one is this fucking dude, right? Like it's, it, it's fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. Keep going. So Omid, um, essentially he, he, before the accusation came out about him, he had a whole bunch of Twitter posts saying like, we have to believe women. We have to believe, um, survivors, you know, all the things. And then it comes out about him. And he goes like, I know we said we should believe women. I, I don't remember this exactly. Not my turn of events. You know, I just I apologize for how you took it. Just all the classic. Flipping it around, yeah. You know? um, and then eventually he retracted a statement, put out another one, of course. And then he stepped down from from OPG. And a lot yeah. of broadcasters kind of cut their ties with OPG. Yeah, his uh, post is interesting too. He says it says the uh, talented men and women uh, who work there pour their hearts into a daily. Give them a chance. Please don't destroy it because you're angry at me. And then one of the top posts is, we're not angry at you, we're holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. And then everybody, and then, I mean, there are some people that have tweeted out, like, hey, I still have a contract with this company, I can't leave, but best believe as soon as my contract is is up, I will be leaving. You know, Goth and Broman, all those guys, Darkness, I think they all said, you know, like, we're, we're gone, we're out, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um and and it's 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 you know it's a little you know i feel for the 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 people the peons that are there that were just working you know the low that's level true. positions that suddenly Th- like think of they're not going to be the last but they were the first and they could have done so much good work creating a space for agents in the field too you will bring someone mm-hmm. on that person can grow their skills managing online talent they could do you know they could have a part literally in defining what contracts look like what is the standard for right. accepting work in an online space because no one was doing it and they were the first but now regardless of the other people's involvement you know in the company which is probably none it probably was just all omid um no one is going to want to work with opg because of that that uh oh yeah it's it's done brand's done brand is done it's a shame for the people that work there just showing up to work doing their job wanting to be at the beginning of an industry which we still really yeah, no, and I was reading tweets of threads of people like low level positions, like guys, we did not know this was happening. We, we support you for leaving, but like, fuck, this hurts us too. Right. Yep. Like I'm out of job. I can't, I can't stay here and work yep. here anymore. Right. So I'm out of job. And you know, the, the, the effects that, you know, the, the top has on the very bottom of the, of the organization is mm-hmm. it's deeply saddening for those, but uh, and then probably the the other biggest turn of events because again at this point this is this is just snowballing. Everyone is calling out uh, abusers left and right. People are coming forward with accounts. Um, I'm sure if if anyone looks at a list and they haven't yet, they are going to see at least two or three people that they recognize in some capacity. Yeah, um, I have a I have a very close friend. I'm not going to name names, but I have a very close friend who. Um, is was very close with somebody on this list like and would hang out with them regularly um would their girlfriend would hang out with that person regularly by themselves right like that's fucking terrifying to find this out over twitter that like mm-hmm. this is someone that you trusted to be in your home or trusted to hang out with um 
which is which is crazy how it it doesn't in a fucking fifth degree of Kevin Bacon, right? We're we're not all we're not so far disassociated with with this list of streamers and this le- this list of 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 people in the industry, right? Um, even the small podcast, which is which is wild. So moving on from there, again, Jesse Quill has a giant list of all these abusers and broadcasters and people that have been kind of behaving like this for years, and people start posting. Not so much sexual abuse allegations, but other related allegations like uh, someone tweeted about behavior at Mixer and how <laughs> they were a black employee and were subjected to an insane amount of racism. Oh, yeah. I read this yeah. one, too. It was it was a it was a long thread, um, like like blatant. Not like, you know, if someone was trying to play devil's advocate, like, you know, being a fucking troll, like blatant racism within within yeah. their role and their direct. Um, Some, uh, one of the managers, to. one of the managers even said something along the lines of like, uh, as the manager being like, oh, you guys are all my slaves, like literally invoking slavery as one of the ways he described himself. That was language used. Yes, correct. That was indeed language used. And I could not believe that. Yeah, he so uh, Felix for for a little bit of context. He <laughs> when sorry, he was I, using I keep needing it. It's okay. You would you would have needed to read the tweet thread to know this. I don't think there was an article written about it. Um, the his story accounts that he's in a meeting and they're talking about mixer partners and mixer streamers and the manager is talking about mixer partners as being slaves to them that they're not important that they're just slaves and we we can make them do whatever we want because they're our slaves and this dude's sitting in this meeting like you are not using you're not using this analogy right now like you you fucking cannot be using this analogy with me sitting right here and the manager doubled down on it Manager doubled down on him was like, no, no, I absolutely am. And this is why I'm using it. Don't be offended. And the person's like, the fuck do you mean? Don't be offended. Like, like you don't understand. Right. Yeah. There's, there's images, Um, there's images in society. There are words that conjure up images, you know, like there's defined images like the Confederate flag and the Nazi symbol. And then there's, there's, phrases or words that can conjure up images instantly and they call sure. that a, they call that a psychic wound and you mm-hmm. just you need to understand that you can't use that stuff at all there's not not even in humor like not even in humor it, it mm-hmm. can't be tolerated because you are causing somebody else to think of the thing the bad thing whatever it fucking might be well let's not even like like let's just talk like even if you took the race aspect out of it yeah. like this is an organization that doesn't give a fuck about the people that are on its platform. Oh yeah, yeah. That and then too. you and then yeah. and then right. So and then you throw into the fact that there's there's racial undertones and racial things happening in the forefront of this statement to the sole black employee that feels like they were only hired because they were black because they're the only black employee on this team. Right. Right. And it's like, wow, why why is this happening in front of me? And then and then right. So then you fast forward and then this person got no justice, right? They left the company, but the HR like, you know, investigation in air quotes was still happening. And then they find out that the person, that the person was not reprimanded, that they found no fault to this person. And the reason why they found no fault was because they hired a black employee, which was this person. That was the finding. 
The finding was that this person can't be racist and could not have made this kind of joke in, in malintent because they hired a black person. You were hired. So how could this person be racist? You, that's you silly logic. Use. Oh, that's so, there's so much wrong with that. There's like uh, so, much so, wrong with that. so this account came out and at 3.26 a.m., Eastern Daylight. This is like what? This is like one a.m. Right? Didn't this tweet come out at like midnight, one a.m. somewhere in there? Or maybe that's just when I was reading it. His tweet came his, out. His tweet that, that night. Okay, so it came out earlier. I was only reading yeah. it later. Okay. It was six p.m. Sunday night. So Sunday night, Monday morning, three twenty-six a.m. Monday morning. Mixer replies to them. Uh, our goal is to build a positive, welcoming, and inclusive team and community. To those sharing your stories, it's unacceptable that we did not provide that to you. We'll be vigilant in addressing this more diligently in the future. Thank you, Millen, and to the entire community. So, uh, when I read that, I went, oh, God, dude. Like, you are just, you're, first of all, you're saying, like, wow, that sucks. We'll work on it in the future. But thanks for telling your story. That's what I read. That's the summary of the words that I read. And I went, man, that's going to be a backlash in the morning. You're going to drop this at 3 a.m., when people really are probably not going to see it and hope that it gets buried instead of having like a public, you know, addressing this on your main feed, we see this happening, you know, these are the people involved uh, or like we've taken this action, whatever it is, just more upfront about the situation. And they decided to do that. And I was shocked and expected something bigger to come around like an investigation or like, right. You know? And then of course we find out that mixer is throwing in the towel, which we will not go down that road right now. Not yet. We'll come back to that. But it does uh, kind of like, does it make their, their statement make more sense because they're, they were on the verge of shutting the doors. Maybe yes and no. I mean, I don't think the person that tweeted that necessarily knew no, that they were not quit. Like, I don't think anyone knew outside of maybe a few partners and maybe some high level employees. Mm-hmm. And the person doing that was probably, excuse me, just trying to like do damage control as much as possible and thought they were doing a good thing by like responding to it when they had seen it. Like I can believe right. with the size of that team, they didn't see it until that point. And maybe they ripped a tweet off in a minute, you know, potentially. Sure. No. Yeah. The, so the, I mean, the, 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 the tweet reads that way, right? It reads like someone just typed up generic yeah. PR statement yeah. number 30, right? Right. It's that meme of like the guy slapping like, you know, a bandaid on something on like a, like a, it's like on, a, the, on the water tank. Yeah. yeah. The water tank is like split in half and the water's still pouring out over the thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, it's called, um, flex tape, flex, baby, flex tape, yeah. flex tape, baby. Yep. You can pop flex tape on anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Flex tape. So like I, I couldn't fucking believe this tweet. Like I, I honestly it was ridiculous. reading it, yeah. reading it. I just, I couldn't. I couldn't, I, I honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. That's not that, that a company would, I know it's not, it's would not like it went through, a, it went through a board members, right? It was like, it was the social media manager that was like, oh fuck. Like I can't wait till 8am to tweet I have to say something now said some stupid shit. Some yeah. just some, yeah. And it's at three 30 in the morning. Like why? Like it's okay. It's okay that your company took 12 or 24 hours to respond and say something meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, like what trip and I were talking about this and I was just, I was fucking, I was blown away that someone would, would reply. I could, like that. could not believe it. Mm-hmm. I could not believe it. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day happened. So we know, right. um, we, we literally one of the things we said in our conversation was they need to address this as a main post and say, they're going to work on X, Y, Z, what Twitch ended up doing the next day. 
Right. Which I'm sure Mixer would have done if they still existed in the next 24 hours after that point. Because that's, right. that's what you're going to do. Those are the steps you're going to do as a company, regardless of your level of involvement or your level of knowledge, you know, you have to play damage control. That's what you're going to do. And that's literally like literally knew the exact steps that were going to happen, especially when people are calling out the, uh, the Twitch CEO, uh, Emmett Shear, I believe is his name and saying like, Hey, like you knew about all this shit kind of going on behind the scenes too. And there was some, mm-hmm. uh, some partner, some partner meetings or high level partner management meetings, essentially where they knew people were being like abused, harassed. And they were just like, well, you know, I guess it's on them, you know, without any kind of real ownership as to who they give the partner badge to. So of their own platform, so no ownership of their own platform. Of the story. This turned from a couple specific gaming community accusations snowballed to the wider gaming community. And now we're all the way up to the biggest gaming platforms in the entire space, acknowledging that their, their teams essentially at some level either participated in or knew about harassment. And you have you have, and, and it's and it's bigger than just the streaming platforms, right? We have IGN has said yeah. some things. We have Insomniac Games. I think someone has come out and said about their experience at Insomniac. Like it, it's, it, I don't know it's if it's rippling. I don't know. I don't know if this adds to the discussion or not. But like, that's why I was turned off when I read the Twitch terms of service for affiliate. Like, why is that? I, I, well, I just didn't feel. I didn't feel like the way it read that if I became a part of that, that they were going to be using me for anything other than advertising them. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel like I was going to be joining an exclusive club where I would be respected. When I read their terms of service, the impression I got from affiliate was that I would be there as an instrument to advertise their brand. And I didn't like it. (laughs) I was just like, that's kind of like what you do when you sign up with a platform, right? Like you're, right. you're, it's a mutual agreement that you can use their platform and then they, you get the benefits from them and then they get to advertise on your channel unless you're like subscribed or whatever. Right. Yeah. But it's, just- it, it's, it felt it, the way it read felt a lot great. You know, I can't quote it, but like the way mm. it read felt a of lot. Of course greedy. it's greedy. Uh, no, I was fucking- going to say, I was going to say greasy, but oh. greasier. Oh. <laughs> greasier. <laughs> Lot, lot more greasy there. <laughs> um, one thing, one thing we haven't addressed yet, though, was that we are technically recording this during the Twitch blackout. Um, it's actually something I wanted to mention at the top of the show, but um, this was something that was proposed on Twitch or on Twitter. Like, uh, I think it was Sunday. People were starting to like tweet about the Twitch blackout. Maybe Monday. Um, that everyone should go dark on Wednesday. No one should stream uh, to show Twitch to hit them in their wallet. Essentially, that was the goal. Uh, to, and show them that they won't stand for the kind of abuse and the kind of harassment that takes place on their platform um, among all their members, right? Um, and a lot of people have been discussing this over, like since it was announced, and a few points were brought up that um, I thought were, were pretty poignant. Um, while, yes, the idea of a fully boycotting the platform is a great idea, what you're going to end up seeing is a lot of small to medium streamers are going to stay on there, possibly take advantage of it, right? And then another thing that happens is it silences the people from discussion. So you're essentially silencing yourself from wanting to communicate why you're, why you're mad and why we should be voicing our opinions right now. And tonight, that is, that's pretty much what we decided to do. We decided to continue to record the podcast and solely focus our discussion on this topic. Because 
we wanted to be able to talk about it and show that this is a very important thing we need to need to address more or less. Yeah, I think like I I think uh, as the conversation continued about it, because I think it got a lot of steam right away. Like when when the hashtag came out, everyone was like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's do this. This seems like a great idea. Right. And then people started to like, all right, hold on. Like, let's have a conversation about it. Let's think about about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, all we're doing is oppressing ourselves again. You're 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 already silenced. If you're a woman or you're a minority, you're already silenced. Right. Um, Why are you silencing yourself again by by doing this? Right. Like use your platform for the things that you want to share. Right. Um, And I think the intention was very good. Right. And I, I just think it was misguided a little bit. Um, and, and those that participate too, like that's okay. Yeah. You have a right to the opinion. And I think the reason why you're doing it is probably for the right reasons. Um, clearly because you wouldn't just not be streaming for, for the wrong reasons. Cause there's no benefit to you for not streaming. Um, so it's okay if that's your take on the matter. Um, we just felt as a podcast, as our own community that we wanted to, to speak out on it. Um, and give our, our our take on it um but yeah okay that came out i think sunday sounds about right in terms of timeline yeah it's um, sunday and monday yeah um yeah i mean i think i think it, the only way this changes is if um we we and by we i mean white males um don't try and white knight this bullshit right like um <sighs> we can't be the ones making the decisions on what needs to change. Right. Um, We need independent committees. We need, we need to empower and promote women um, minorities. We need to hear what would be best for them from them and make decisions based off of their own voice. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's misguided for us to say what steps need to happen um, to fix this because all our own lens will just be our own lens. Um, and I think that's probably why we've never made an actual change, um, because it's always us making the decision, um, versus those that are truly affected by it. Um, so for the organizations that are going through this, right? Like, um, I I think there's very easy steps that they can take to try and fix this personally, um, whether or not they actually take those steps remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're definitely right about putting the people in positions, to guide those conversations and to guide those decisions uh, and them not being people that look like us. But I think the part that we have is to, to own your own interactions in your lives and kind of make your space welcoming and make it cool to kind of like to call that shit out, you know, and make that the norm begin by changing that behavior of abuse of harassment uh, whenever you see it, you know, because like for, for a lot of reasons or for a lot of things, guys might see something and then they don't want to like, be the one to speak make fun up. of. Yeah. If you do speak mm-hmm. up, you know, you don't want to be the one singled out. And that's, I think whether or not someone is good at heart, that moment happens so much more in your life in your, in our, in our lives. than we realize, you know, just the opportunity yeah. that you have to say, Hey dude, that really isn't cool. You know, like I'm seeing what's happening and it can't happen because of these reasons, you know, look, I respect you. I like you that wasn't okay. And the more mm-hmm. that we do that, the more that we're comfortable having those conversations, the better things are going to be overall. Yeah. Well, I think self inventory is super important. And the ability to judge yourself and be harsh to the, your own actions. Um, 
and then honestly be harsh to the actions that are happening around you and not be complacent. I think complacency is, is a huge reason why we're here. Um, and turning a blind eye or not looking a little bit deeper just because it's easier to ignore it. Right. Cause it doesn't affect you personally. Um, it's uh, the same you know, thing with, with black lives matter, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I was people just, in our I, position. You know, I was going to speak to the, to the black lives matter thing really quickly. Like, um, I have a really, really good friend. Um, someone that I would say is, is essentially a brother to me who has a young son, just like myself. And, and it, it really hit home for me that he needs to be raised differently. Like my friend's son needs to be raised differently than my own son. And he'll learn things that my son doesn't need to learn because my son's white and his son's black. And like when I really looked through it in that filter and thought that this little boy, this two year old boy is going to have to learn about how to interact with police or interact in society that's set up to fail for him is, is uh, it's, it's sad right and it's hurtful um and i'm not the one that's affected right um so to, to, i could never imagine what those shoes are like um so that was the realization for me in the moment with the recent stuff with black lives matter um and it's hearing their opinions right you know hearing from them those that you're already close to um and i think it's the same way for for females that don't feel like they have a voice right that don't feel like they can speak up and be a victim because they're going to be shamed or they're not going to be believed or whatever. Um, so it's, we're, we're in this, we're in this um, place um, in society, even outside of gaming on how we listen really. And then the actions that we take from there. Um, but I, I truly believe that we, you know, we might be the ones in power to actually make their thoughts and their opinions into action like we have as and by we i mean a white male might be the person in power to put these things into place but it it can't be our own ideals our own ideas um even if we feel like they're really great um it needs to be coming from those that are affected by it um and until that happens i don't think we will see real change personally yeah i agree it's a full culture shift from the top down yeah. The very top down. Well, I'm fully prepared to step aside and let uh, other voices be heard that are that have not been heard. That is something mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to do. I've been I've been slightly less active on Twitter the past couple of days just to let just to not impede those voices. Um, and I've tried been I've been trying to boost them as much as possible because it's been quite a experience to read through all these stories. Um, yeah. 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 Um, do you want me to share IGN? Sure. You can hit the stuff. I was reading through that too today. Um, I think I read through it. Yeah. So Kylie Pla, uh, Pla- Plage, Plagi, Kylie, Kylie Plagi. No, sure. No idea. She used Kelly to, P. yeah, Kelly P. Uh, Cal, Cali. Uh, she is sure, now Kelly. at GameSpot, but she, uh, was at IGN and she reported on two of her managers, Steve Butts and Tal Blevins, um, as being, huge bullies and uh just insanely uh god uh, just offensive to her in general mm-hmm. um another person mitch dyer who uh of um of ign at the time he's now a writer he wrote uh, he's writing star wars squadrons and he wrote battlefront 2 story uh, of the mm-hmm. new ones now the most the thing that stuck out to me the most was he reported on amy henning leaving naughty dog 
and Stephen Tal forced him to gossip in the story. They heard it was a hostile takeover, so Mitch didn't want to publish that story, and they ended up and he tried to take his name off of it, and they ended up publishing it anyway, um, completely. Yeah, so just completely like fabricating a new story just for clicks. Um, Callie um, was bullied around. She came. She couldn't take lunch breaks. Right. She could never leave her desk. And if she did, she would be like, like questioned and like an interrogated. Um, she came back to emails like of asking her where she was and why she left her desk. Uh, she was regularly humiliated by Steve um, in front of her employees. Um, and they he'd make her gather around everyone in the morning because uh, because she uh, he knew it made her anxious. She reported it to HR and then Steve threatened her and he told her that he would be all over uh, that. that he, uh it would, he just wanted to be all over and she, he should talk it out with her. Um, and he would bring her into rooms and intimidate her. Um, and it goes on. Like she just, it's like post after post of like experiences that, that she had. Um, and then Mitch, just the same thing. Another thing that Mitch um, pointed out was these guys stayed at three, uh, $3,000 Airbnbs while employees shared rooms in like Roach hotels. Um, when we pushed to have our, our own rooms, they told us he had to deal with it because the company didn't have any money. And then he says, bullshit. Um, there, there are just so many accounts of like these, these two managers, like just reprimanding staff, just creating a culture of fear and just among other things, just constant. Those guys still work there. They don't, they do not work there. And no, but she, she outed what they were, they work together at another company now. And she tweeted out what the name of the company was. Which one was was it? Uh, they, they work, they work for some, um, level 74. No. Yeah. yeah. So she she tweeted at them and was like, "You probably want to look into this to the company." <laughs> so, that's great. Um, oh, yeah, God. they both left. But like, it, it's it, hearing her story. She's like, "I was so excited." I forget which person came first in the timeline, but she was so excited when her first boss was leaving because she's like, "Oh, I can't can only get better from here." Mm-hmm. And then her next boss was just as bad, if not worse. I think she says. Oh wow. Um. And yeah, and this is at IGN, right? Like, IGN, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you feel about IGN and the content that they create now, um, you, you can't not say that they're a pillar of the gaming space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to know that this is happening at, at IGN um, is, is crazy. Uh, but again, it, we shouldn't honestly be surprised, right? We're not special. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, it just you think about all the things you aren't hearing about. Right. You know, like this is we're not hearing everything. And then it's like, wow, that was crazy. Just the good ones are left. No, it's (laughs) like people just don't know about the other people that are that are in power or even like the people in your communities that that have acted like this. That's really kind of like the questionable part, you know, Um, but it goes back to just changing the culture like you were talking about top down, you know, and you can just hope for the best that. Those people, the people that maybe have not been outed people that are uh that have acted like this but maybe they cover their tracks better than someone else who got exposed maybe they're taking stock and they're going holy shit you know you want to believe that they're that they're internally affected by this and finding some meaning a lot of them won't Mm -hmm. you know a lot of them won't at all until they do get exposed but you know that's that's the only way it's going to change is if you can really convince someone that this is a better way to exist because the alternative leads to just lives being destroyed literally you know because people yeah. that go through this shit you know they they can't function you know like they're affected this stuff 
changes how you interact with a human to a certain extent, you know, like some of these stories yeah. that have come out and we didn't get into like detail. We're not going to go into specific detail. The stories are all out there. If you can read some of these things that they're not just like random, you know, hands on the knees, aggressive DMS. Some of this is actual rape and you've ruined someone's entire life at that point. And that's the, that's, you know, it feels almost minimalistic because that's the problem. Like, of course it's the fucking problem, but that's the problem with activity like this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's in every single area of life not just a gaming space or something else right it's it's a it's a male dominated pattern of behavior unfortunately yeah it's like it from the outside of an organization it's 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 easy to solve poor behavior within choose any company right but the company itself is only trying to protect itself and the money it makes right like the hr department was designed to be there for the people but they don't they don't work for the people, right? They work for the company. So in any case, all they're trying to do is strike a balance at best. Um, and at worst they don't go fuck. Right. So, you know, it's, it's hard to expect real change. Um, if the sole department in an organization is not actually looking out for the people in which they're supposed to be looking out for, um, and, and be independent. And that's because there is no independence. There's not an independent thing about this. It's all run from the organization, right? So mm-hmm. a, a company would need to be, would need to have the wherewithal to air its own dirty laundry to say, we're going to be better. Here are the things that we found. You didn't know about these things, but here are the things that we found. And these are the things that we're going to do differently. And this is what we're going to do in the future and how we're going to be better. Um, let's see the first company does that. No company's done that yet. Right. You can give me you can give me a fucking twit longer. You can give me a fucking cool infographic about how you're going to be better. That doesn't mean anything. All you're doing is just all you're doing is just word salad to make somebody partially feel better. Right. It, it, you know, any one of us can tweet out how, you know, our podcast is going to be better. That doesn't doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, though, real, you know. Um, Riot Games is a really great example of one of these workplaces that have been like a like a toxic work culture. Um, even recently, one of their one of their heads was actually cru- like he was criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement, but he he has been suspended as of now. Um, that that was recently, but within the past two years, they have been under fire for many like sexual misconduct allegations. And in fact, they had a like a lawsuit, like a what's that called when a group of people file a lawsuit. Class action, class action yeah. um, against them from former employees about either harassment, um, back pay that they did that they didn't receive, and it seems as though Riot Games since then um, there have been a few articles that has that have come out recently showing that they are trying to change their internal culture and trying to make things better. Um, who knows if it's going to work? Who knows if they're going about it the right way? But they are changing things inside their company that are trying to make things better for the people who work there. Um, who knows if it's true or not? Like, uh, that's all I can say is right. that there has been something said about them working internally about it. Um, and that's honestly a start for sure. Yeah. I mean, any company that will take steps and actions and self inventory in a way that's not, you know, selfish. Um, it's, it's so easy to see the selfish posts and the selfish you know, in social media comments that, that one makes that doesn't, that people just scroll past, right? Like, you know, shit, your company doesn't stand for 
racial injustice. It's so easy to say. Of course, why would anybody publicly admit, yes, our company stands for racial injustice? Like, no one's going to say that, but that's not, that's not what we need to do, right? Like, we need, we need companies to stand out and say, these are the steps that we're taking. Um, and no one's doing that. So if, if Riot is the first gaming company or fucking whatever, you know, Blue Microphone's the first one that comes out, great. Maybe others will follow. Um, but we, we would need to see action um, or, or all, we're, all we're doing is just screaming and screaming on our soapboxes into a fucking void for a little bit. And then it goes back to the same way that it's been. Um, and again, it doesn't affect any one of us sitting in these chairs. We are not affected personally. Right. Um, True. So again, it goes to Trip saying earlier, "What self inventory are you doing? What 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 things are you going to do if you're a witness or if you're if you're seeing these things happening? Right. Um, what what do we do to help to amplify um, to make it not go away? Um, which is super important that we listen and then we take action based off of those." voices that we hear, whether they're a part of our community or a larger community. Yeah, it's a great point. I think it's a great way to cap it off too, because at this point it's still an evolving conversation. We're still very much hot on the heels of this. Um, I'm pretty sure Jesse Quill has now expanded her work into a medium post that is yeah. uh, expanding or maybe a, a, a document. We'll try to find the link and share that out with you guys. Well, maybe I, on, uh, I read on Twitter. The, I read the snap stuff on a medium post. Was that the Jesse Quill? Yes. One? No, no, no. no we're, we're talking about a, a compilation of everyone who has been accused across all of gaming. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, we'll get that out, uh, out to people on our socials. Um, one of, one of the, along. Before we cap it off, one of the last stories that is kind of that came out today was the Assassin's Creed creative director was also yes. he stepped down. I did not um, wear this shirt. Yeah. I did not wear this shirt. This is your fine. Man. I wore it all day. I wore the shirt all day. And I look there sure assassin's creed the new game is coming out their director is gone i would fully expect a lot more of these stories to be coming out tonight tomorrow the next day of this creative director so and so team lead someone you know outs them or they have their own discussions they're happening now and then they're gone before we move away and not that it really matters all that much um like his story was about him being unfaithful to his wife and lying about having a wife. Was it with an employee or was it with a random person in industry? I don't, I don't remember reading it in the story. The, the impression um, I got it, from it, cause I read it, uh, was that it was meeting at conventions. Evid- yeah, evidently like he, was, he was being accused of affairs with younger fans. And I was okay, like, the I, only, the only reason why I ask shitty behavior is shitty fucking behavior. But there is a delineation that has to be made between someone that directly reports to him versus him just being a scumbag, mm-hmm. right? Because there's there's an abuse of power versus just using your fame to attract fans or, or girls at cons or whatnot. It's, it's the same shitty behavior, but there is a, a difference between someone feeling like they have to engage because they report to that person or they work in the mm-hmm. same company. You know what I mean? Well, even, I didn't, even if they I didn't, didn't work that. directly under you, it's it's he's using his fame in this case, being the director of an Assassin's Creed game. I I agree. Game. Yeah, I agree. It, it it is. It's still an abuse. I I just wanted to know personally if it was someone that worked at the company or if it was just somebody else in the industry. Yeah, personally, I just, I, just I think it sure. does. This does fairly fall under um, 
abuse, especially if they didn't know everything right up front. Well, I think, yeah, I think for him personally, he was lying and saying that he was, he was never married. I just went onto the article Um, and followed some of the, uh, the, uh, the tweets that originally were talking about it. And in the screenshots, um, you can clearly see how quickly things change once they find out. And that's, that means that things are not above board and that's, that's fully an abuse, abuse of power, sexual abuse at that point. It just, things were not on board, not what you agreed to. So, Mm -hmm. right. For sure. All right. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, it's it's we're not done. I don't think. I think we're gonna have no. a lot more of these people dragged out into the light. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Burn them down. Burn it all yeah, down. Exactly. Burn it all the fuck um, down. Do you guys want uh, new nuke and repave? I love the nuke and repave, dude. So we're it's it's a pretty long show already with just a discussion, and of course it it needs to be, it has to be, and the discussion is not over by any means you know it's going to evolve and grow as it should um we can probably take a few minutes at at the end right now to uh shift gears a little bit because it's still kind of aligned like we mentioned earlier to talk about how mixer just up and blew up just like instantly just exploded yeah i need you dudes to help me figure out what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i don't know why you need help it's yeah, like it's pretty obvious. You're just, you're just, Twitch, fucking, though, just, just you're, fucking stream to Twitch, dude. You're not going to Facebook. Uh, Reinstate no. your affiliate status. I hate fucking Facebook. Fuck them. To to before we get too deep in the weeds with this, with our own kind of discussions here. Mm-hmm. Um, the day after that tweet at three in the morning. Yes. Um, yes. Mixer posted uh, that they said effective July twenty second, the platform is shutting down entirely. We have a relationship <laughs> with Facebook Gaming. Oh, God. <laughs> you can easily go over there if you're a partner and immediately get your partner status, essentially. They're, they're kind of speeding up that onboarding process. Like a stipend, too, for, for partners. I'm sorry? They're, off, they're offering like a stipend. Is that, is that the right thing? Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like they're, they're offering a, a bonus, like a sign mm-hmm. package. All right. So they're, they're getting people. But, but here's the thing. They, they they tweeted it out like, hey, we got some big news for you. Like, and this big news is going to be like, you know, the release of Embers or something like that. Like some platform news. Like, congratulations, hey, partners. We're shutting down. Yeah, it was like, you know, like, hey, we have some really exciting news. You need to listen. We're no longer a company. And everyone was like, what the fuck are you talking what? about? Yep. That's crazy. Like, I was literally my literally my fucking jaw dropped. Yeah, I was like, "What? Like, I know. this is this is it? This is the end? And this is the tweet?" I, man, it's imagine a late April Fool's uh, tweet. That's what it was. Imagine being a mixer partner, and you get hit with that because you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know that, you know. Right? There's a there's someone who I watch on Mixer, watched on Mixer. His name is Rocket Bear. Uh, Rocket Bear is one of the people that straddle the line between employee and broadcaster. And there's a lot of them on Mixer because of how small mixer is mm. he had no idea <laughs> and i like i i have watched him and i've watched him now on twitch because he's testing out the waters of twitch and testing out the waters of facebook um i can see it in his face that this man is not lying this man is fucking lost right he's right. a fantastic <laughs> broadcaster he's gonna do fine he already has i think he's averaging around maybe 120 to 170 when he broadcasts on twitch he's going to be okay you know the d2 right. community is going to take care of him but like imagine that's part of your livelihood especially being one of like like we can say the few mixer partners that that you can recognize as someone who has an equal stance to a twitch partner right Mm -hmm. in terms of like replacing their income with streaming money and then your company 
one that you also work for. Like you clock in and get a paycheck from them as like a W2 employee, not just like you're hopping on a stream and getting your Ember payout. Then he right. goes and streams and they yank that rug completely off from under you and you have, you have to find a new home for your content. And that's so many people. And that's the wildest part. You know? Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's the, yeah, the, I don't so even know the, what to say. The biggest, it's, it's the so biggest poorly thing. handled. It's like amazing. Fucking, unbelievable. So think, think about the button, dude. Think about their actions this past year. Now, my prediction all year was they were positioning Mixer to be this big thing on the Xbox Series X, right? They bought Ninja. They bought, what? Uh, who was the other guy? Shroud? Ninja, Shroud, Gathalion. They, they brought over. So much money, right? Like Ewok. Like, like, so Ewok, much money. Ewok, the, the 14-year-old. Fortnite mm-hmm. phenomenon, just oh, so right. many people. Yeah, they brought over. Um, so that told me at the time that oh, they're positioning their platform for major growth, and they want it to be featured heavily when the Xbox Series X drops this holiday. Right? They were going to have maybe you know Ninja play Halo exclusively on the on the mixer yeah. on mixer. Right? I mean, who knows? Better console integration, better console integration, launching. Who knows? Exactly. Dude? Um, and then yeah. this happens after after two months in quarantine they showed now i remember seeing these these graphs and i think i I talked to you about this before trip they they had almost no growth since everyone's been locked in their home doing nothing but watching things right facebook saw major growth twitch saw major growth um netflix and all the other stream platforms yes right but what's important what's important to note to this is those people those signings did their job if you look at the numbers pre-signing of those players right of those of those streamers to post is they did exactly what they needed to do mix this isn't a new deal mixer knew for a long time that they were not going to be a platform in a year right they only signed these people a year ago right ninja a little bit longer right so the whole purpose of this was to increase their viewer hours to make more money when microsoft sells it off to facebook that's all it was why why Right. Like what, what, what other, you, you can't in 10 months, right. Say that like, okay, I'm going to sign goth and then not have a plan. And in 10 months, sell it unless that plan was to always sell it. Right. right yeah. So what did you do? You increased your view hours, right? View hours are the only thing that matters to add revenue. The only thing that matters to someone trying to acquire you. Okay. These guys spiked our view hours sick. Now we can sell it off. Why else would they let them out of their contract so quickly? Here's the money from your contract. And they made, you yeah, they made the money. Yeah. You, well, we, think, made our mo- we made our money. Yeah. Here's your money. See you later. I think that's right? more because they, it wasn't in their contract to be on Facebook or to be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So like at that point you just, you scoop the money. I think they were, uh, Facebook was offering them money as well, but I think they just said like, totally I'm just going to take all of this now. Why would you like, why, why would you not? <laughs> right. That's the move. Right, right. I'll take my 30 million. Now I'll take my 10 million now and just go figure out my so, game plans here. Yeah. Which, which figure one out <laughs> to do with the rest <laughs> of my life. I'm going to figure out like, where I'm going to fucking drink tonight. And I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to figure that out real quick. Which one of those streamers is actually going to Facebook? Goth. Ne- Goth. Yeah. Goth, Goth went. is. Yeah. Goth went. Yeah. He already mm-hmm. went. Yeah. He's already no, streaming Ninja. there. Do you, do you see Ninja going back to Twitch? Because when he left Twitch, they were accidentally playing porn on his channel 
for like a week. Well, they, they, yeah, they end up, they they did not handle his departure well because it was Twitch a big, no. big big news. And then yeah. and then yes, that like weird that that inappropriate should happen on his channel. No, I would put money on it. He goes to YouTube personally because okay. um, courage is over on YouTube. Because courage is on YouTube, and then he also makes a ton of money from from clips on YouTube. Right. I would imagine Shroud goes back to Twitch personally. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but I, who knows? I think Shroud went to Mixer because it was a fucking large ass paycheck, and it didn't matter yeah, who followed. Of course, followed. dude. Right. So, and and I'm someone that wa- I I did not watch Shroud at all when he left Twitch, and I watched Shroud almost nightly on Twitch. Um, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter who followed, right? Because mm-hmm. he got his his paycheck. So why money, not go back? Right. Why, why not go back to Twitch? Right? He didn't have some like poor experience with them, to my understanding, like Ninja right. did. Mm-hmm. Um. But who knows? I mean, Ninja might go back to Twitch because of the exposure. He was a top streamer on that platform, so maybe he does. But um, with a $30 million payout, why not try YouTube? Yeah, You know what I mean? I'm I'm with you, Locke, on where I think he's going to go. But I also agree that if I were in his position, I wouldn't be like vindictive about what happened with Twitch. I wouldn't hold that against them. Well, I mean, I might, but I wouldn't let that impact my business decision and know that like that's where everyone would probably watch me the most because of right. what I as Ninja did to the platform and for the platform. Correct. Right. But if you think about it, he was, he was comfortable again, he was getting millions of dollars regardless of his viewer count and, and what he was getting from actually being a streamer. He's comfortable going to mixer, right? So at this point he's gotten all of the money that he was promised to go to mixer, all of it immediately, right? immediately a year. He got, he got, they're all getting their cake and eating it too. So they already got the cake. Why not? There's not. There's nothing like he is so big that he could go to YouTube and in six months say this isn't worth it. I'm going to go course, to Twitch. Of course he could. Yeah, everyone, absolutely. You know what I mean, so like for him yeah. personally, I think it's a little bit different than Shroud. Oh, for um, sure. And yeah. for him, I would I would see that as a logical step because he has a really good friend there that he streams with all the time in Courage, and he makes a ton of money from his YouTube content. Yep. Right. Um, so it, it it would make sense for him. Um. But to all, and, and you know, everyone's talking about these guys, right? And we're talking about them right now, but like yeah. to see all of these people, all of these partners that put years of work into becoming into Mixer partners, right? And then just fucking one tweet later being like, okay, I guess I'm a Facebook streamer now, right? Like it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just the idea that, of that sounds yeah. awful to me. Yeah. I just, I mean, on Facebook, you have to log in with like your, your account, like your first well, and last whole, name is out thing there. I hate it. Yeah, you have to be yourself, right? There's no, there's no. Though, it would be lit to have some shithead kid come in your stream and then see their full name and then like DM their mom and be like, "Yo, check oh, this yeah. shit out!" Like that would be fucking fire. I can I get behind that. Not have to move my stream there, but like I can get behind that that vibe. I can appreciate that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can, can, can yeah. We, uh, were we going to talk about the third thing that happened that's less important than everything else we talked about? This is why I left my stream angry as fuck on Friday. It was, we're not going to get into it. No, we we're not going to get into that. We're not going to no. get into the, the, the copyright music, all that bullshit. Oh no, yeah, not well, at all. I mean, I think no. it's. I think, I, I think it's. Hold on, <laughs> I think it's fair to talk about, but I don't think we necessarily need to talk about it now because I don't think we'd be able to give it right. full attention. No, okay, right? that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Let, me, let me pose a question about the mixer thing to both you, Trip and Felix. Trip, how do you feel about your decision like two weeks ago to leave Mixer? Dude, I literally I can't tell you how many friends. Profit. 
texted me and we're like can you fucking pick some lottery numbers like dude how did you fucking know like what you just fucking left um yeah it, it's uh, again just i mean i, I read the room dude just I, I you, did, could, I did, you could I read it you almost instantly i was like wow trip just left mixer it was two weeks of the day yeah it was two and, weeks of the day and like i i had been thinking about it for a while i've been texting people about it um and i was either like let me just hop now or let me stick out the year mm-hmm. because of what might happen in the fall with the halo events right. with the right. new consoles right i either do it now or i wait for a year but like i if nothing grows i don't see myself being there in 2021 like that was for sure a thought in my brain but it was just like the last few months are me figuring out do i do it now or do i wait the year and then just the last couple of weeks i was like look the more the more that i hear the more that I see happening, just the internal conversations and the week over week activity on the platform, it just, let me just do it. Let me do it now, you know, and just make the decision, live with it one way or the other, you know, especially with like the push we've been making too with emergent gamer. It made a lot of sense with growing our own communities and our own creators that were uh, bringing closer to us to make content with. I was like, it's just, it won't be, it won't be terrible. Let me just do it. Rip the bandaid off, see what happens. I can be sad about my decision if Mixer blows up in six months and I wasn't there, even though I said I was going to be there for the past two years. But it right. was two weeks. And then it but, did blow up. Right. I don't know the good way. Want. Not the right, good way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, and then my, yeah, my question for Felix is so now that you're no longer a Mitch, you're all, you're all, nah, in, on, you're all in on Twitch now, right? You're going to get that affiliate status back. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I don't think i want to just exclusively go with twitch i don't so i am going i'm going to publicly say that that is a poor decision why <laughs> because there is fucking no reason to split your base onto another platform and not go all in on it personally i, I see i see no benefit I, no benefit i got to, a U- to i got a youtube channel just sitting over there doing nothing to what lock you can put clips on youtube to what lock is saying that's a, a pain in the ass i would rather stream to it hold on a new streamer Again, to Locke's point, a new streamer benefits from restreaming when you don't know where you're getting a response or you don't know how to handle your content and you're feeling the water out. You've had years of figuring out who responds to what and where you can make a decision. And then making a decision is stronger than not making a decision and splitting the fan base and the viewer base. I think that's why I would agree with what Locke is saying, that it's a poor decision. I agree. When you focus hard in a platform, then you you can hone in what you're doing a lot better. I mean, the only choice you have, you've already said no to Facebook, meaning the only choice you have is YouTube. Yeah. So it's either you're going to stream to both or you're going to stream to one. Right. And I think it's a a very easy decision to say, I should just be streaming to Twitch and I'm going to grow my following on Twitch and I'm going to be an affiliate and I'm going to get subs and I'm going to grow my fan base there. Like why I, I don't logically see the thought process in trying to start scratch on YouTube for what for for maybe a handful of people that decide to check out your channel on YouTube. Like, in, in my opinion, you would gain you would get those same viewers by actually creating content for YouTube. But listen, I don't stream. So I'm just, I guess my opinion is only so, here, so here's, much. Here's my motivation. I don't. The types of games I like to play got almost zero traction on Twitch. 
People on Twitch want to watch competitive. When? Competitive. When? when? Throughout because my time doing true. it. Throughout my time doing that's it. That's not true. That's not true. All my followers came from fucking Outlast and came from The Last of Us. Okay. So that's a bull. That's bullshit. In my experience, I get less people watching me when I play story games on Twitch. That's what I get. I'm, in my experience. That's okay. your experience. In my experience, sure. less. I, I feel like if I go all on Twitch, I'm going to have to push myself more towards competitive games. And I don't like it because I don't like playing them. <laughs> you do realize that you do realize that YouTube has a huge competitive presence. I'm sure like they, they're 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 their overwatch league is on YouTube. I, I know. And, I know. and they're arguably so, outdated in terms of how they do directories. So you're going to get buried in a lot of places where there's more organic options. I, on I don't want to, I don't want to invalidate your opinion. Cause you're right. Your experience is going to be different than mine, but like there's, there's variety streamers that are wildly popular that don't play competitive shooters Got that it. are bigger than the competitive shooter category. Okay. All right. right. Yep. I, we can, I have, think, a, we I can think, have a whole discussion about this too, Felix, about the, yeah. the whys and why nots. If, you know, from like more of a, a shop talk. Trav, Trav says not. immediately, Trav goes, let me sub to you, Felix. <laughs> I, All right. Yeah. I, I Listen, from that lens, I understand why you're trying to not limit yourself. I do. By saying like, I, this is my experience. I feel like a mixer. I had more of a growth from the games that I like to play on mixer than I did on Twitch. Um, but, and I don't want to invalidate that experience, but that from, from a viewer of competitive gaming and then seeing top channels, there are variety streamers that do variety extremely well, that have a bigger following than some of the best FPS players that play the games. So, um, I think it's about your investment and I think it's about your brand and I think it's about who you are as a content creator, not necessarily the platform itself, but okay. But you do you, man. I'll fucking I'll subscribe to you on YouTube all day, brother. I'll fucking I'll fucking I'll YouTube you, dude. Look, I'll be there too. It's for sure something we can all talk about together if you want off you know off podcast or whatever. It's yeah, definitely yeah, sure. worth, worth the conversation. And we have plenty of people in our Discord who are experienced and they want to talk about this kind of thing. Uh, we have a channel Shop Talk that is exclusively designed for this. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. But anyway, how what do you guys think about wrapping it up? I think it's a wrap time, baby. Heck yeah. Good conversation, everyone. Um, obviously, we didn't do too much of our getting caught up, but I think this was an important week to kind of focus in and just, you know, break it all down for people that may not have known the story. Um, or if you did, just get some more discussions about it. And uh, of course, the conversation is always going to be living and breathing, and we're not done, I'm sure, hearing about this throughout the week. So pay attention, you know, interact, say what you want to say, tag us, tweet us, all that kind of good stuff. Um, I am Trip Zero. You guys can find me on twitch.tv slash TV. I stream Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 7 p.m. Currently doing The Last of Us uh, original. I'll be playing that and going right into the sequel. So hop in. It's a good time. Uh, let's go same way we did the beginning. Felix. Oh, yeah. This is Felix Hargood uh, at Felix Hargood um, on Twitch. Hello. <laughs> 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 Um, and, and on Twitter. Um, so, you know, I always post when I go live, I always post that I'm, um, on Twitter. So definitely check that out. Um, I don't know, uh, because of the music thing, uh, I haven't, I got a little put off, but I'm going to, you know, coordinate and bring myself back together. Uh, I just had to figure out how to do the, the presentation that I do because I always play music when I'm live. 
And now, I mean, with my Twitch account, I'm going to have to, what, scour thousands of clips to figure out which ones have uh, copyrighted songs in. <laughs> and I got to delete them or something. I, I don't know. I'm, I haven't even caught up to what the fuck. He's having an anxiety attack right now. We'll chat about it, Felix. I've been having an anxiety attack about that for fucking six days. I can tell. I can let's, tell. End, let's end the show, Felix. You text me, okay? We'll talk about it. Yeah. I love you. Okay. I'm Neo Yoshi. You can find me at Neo underscore Yoshi. Twitch.tv slash Neo Yoshi. No underscore there. Finishing The Last of Us 2 on stream. Um, then I'll probably just, you know, play more of competitive games like uh, Valorant. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Luck. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter um, if you want to see me engage in people's opinions that I disagree with and yell at them and why I don't like them. Uh, that would be at lock underscore key. Um, occasionally I may go live uh, to Twitch, not to any other platform, uh, but that, that would be rare. Uh, but just follow me on Twitter. Um, yeah. Thanks y'all. See you next time. Later. Later. wants to bring it in trip you want to bring it in sure yeah why'd you say it like that he's yeah. just happy that someone yeah. else decided to do it <laughs> i always fuck it up i'm embarrassed about you bringing it you don't so, well, at this point you, now it's a we've been doing this for 256 episodes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>